This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Very quietly, Gordon, and nobody's mentioned his name, but once again, in this playoff, R.J. Barrett needs to do something. He yeah, really I mean, that, needs to do something. There's an area of focus that needs to be stepping up, right? I mean, He really needs to do something. Again, we don't know if Randall's going to be there in the series. And if he's not there in the series, it's pretty clear who has to kind of fill uh, a good portion of that production. If you lose to Cleveland, what are they going to say? And Barrett doesn't have a – forget about Randall. Barrett doesn't have a good series. We might be talking about uh, RJ in the past tense. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It's a good thing Bernie Brewer doesn't dive into beer. Out in Milwaukee, he'd be drunk. <laughs> Back-to-back home runs. Mets now trail 4 nothing, just like the Yankees trail Philly 4 nothing in the Bronx. It's an early edition of ESPN New York tonight. Hardestine Damer until 10 o'clock in for Grasa, and then Ty Butler in for us at 10 here on 98.7 ESPN. And uh, Gordon, a couple of things baseball-wise that jumped out at me over the weekend. By the way, uh, the home run that Stanton hit yeah. passed over my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> was that why she was grumpy? That thing had vapor trail on it, didn't oh, it? Woo! Unbelievable. That that's that's who that's a home run. Now that's a home run, Gordon Day. That's that a home not run. a cheapie. No, is that, that is not a cheapie. But here's the question I had for you. The okay. the play in this game on the why was I didn't understand why the runner was safe at second. The tag was made before he hit the bag. He should have been called out. Whatever happens after that is after that. He was out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh you that know, when you're weird. doing the show, it's t- kind of yeah, tough, it's crazy. tough to keep track of stuff. It is. Um, We'll find out tomorrow on the K-Show. I'm sure. He'll break it down for us. He'll break it down. Um, your early thoughts on your team, Gordon. Let's start with the pitching. I thought Nestor was uh, vintage nastiness. Yeah, I mean, look, he got helped out by his defense a little bit last night. Did give up a bunch of hits. I think he gave up seven hits on the night. But, uh, you know, playing to contact and, um, you know, got the job done. Um, so no no issues there. And even Herman tonight, the, the final line doesn't look all that great, but he did strike out eight guys. He didn't walk a batter. Uh, he gave up a couple of home runs early on. That should not be um, it's his first start of the year, so he didn't go too deep into things, 75 pitches. So I, that's not really the issue. The issue with the Yankees is the offense. They didn't yeah. do anything to change the offense of the offseason, and they're, and they're relying on one of the real issues of the offense from last year and Josh Donaldson. Uh, so that's oh, it. And, and you take a look at, well, I mean, you take a look at the, the bottom half of the Yankee order, Donaldson, uh, if it's Hicks, if it's Cabrera, whoever it is out there, um, that's going to be an, an issue. Uh, you, you don't really look to Volpe to be part of the, the real contributions Mm-mm. of the offense, whatever he gives Mm-mm. you, he gives you, you want to get his feet wet. And as you get deeper into the season, I think he will contribute, but the yep. Yankee offense is, uh, is very top heavy. And, and, you know, tonight they don't have Rizzo. They gave him the night off. They have LeMahieu playing first base. LeMahieu's going to play because he's the one guy you have that's, that could be like a leadoff hitter. He gets on mm-hmm. base. He doesn't have great speed, but he gets on base. You're not going to put Volpe at the top of the order anytime soon. So LeMahieu is going to play either first base, third base, second base, DH. Uh, but outside of him, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Glaber's gotten off to a good start, so that's important. But who else can you get to, to kind of chip in in the offense? Because the offense has been uh, the problem. That was the problem last year. Injuries as well, that was a problem. 
But uh, they didn't do anything to really shake up the, the offense this year. And I think that before too long, they're going to have to shake up the offense this year. Tellers, Anderson, and Mitchell, back to back to back. I don't know what Sterling would say. That's not even the belly to belly. You got to go with something else, three in a row off Scherzer. So it's now 5 nothing Brewers over the Mets. Joe's in Long Beach. What's up, Joe? Larry, Gordon, good to be on the phone with you guys. Hey, Joe. Good, man. Um, originally, I wanted to talk about why the analytics don't just tell the Yankees that Aaron Hicks just sucks. You know, you would think they invest so much money in there, they would know this by now. But anyway, topic for another day. I'm tired I'm tired of talking about it. Um, I kind of am getting hyped now. Now, I'm a Giants fan, right? And I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting hyped thinking about the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers being a, a competitive team, Super Bowl contenders, and looking forward to that Jets-Giants game in the season, which is going to have a meaning, you know, could have a big meaning depending on where we are uh, at that time. And just wanted your thoughts on, like, how big of a game that's eventually going to be. All right, man. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks for the phone call. You know, this is, a, aside from getting Aaron Rodgers and all the conversation, Gordon, this is a, this is not going to be an easy schedule for this Jets team because they have the NFC East, which means you've got Dallas, you've got the, the Giants, you've got Philly, who was in the Super Bowl, oh, by the way, and you've got the Cowboys, who now are the latest team to be rumored to have Derrick Henry, and boy, he had something to that offense. So, uh, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be a very interesting season, and it will be an interesting game for the, for the Jets to face uh, the Giants, always. Yeah, I mean, we're waiting until when the, the schedules actually come out. I think they come out uh, about a month from now. I think they come out in May at some time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, outside of your division, the Jets schedule this year at home, Chiefs, Chargers, Eagles. That, that's a murderous row right there. Ooh. But then it gets easier. Commanders, Texans, Falcons. Uh, on the road, it's Broncos, Raiders, Cowboys, Giants, and Browns. So, mm. Um, it kind of depends on when things break down, but they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. And last night I was talking a little over-unders last, oh, Larry. Interesting. And the Jets' number this year is nine and a half. And if you're telling wow. me you're getting Aaron Rodgers and the reason over. you're getting Aaron Rodgers is to make a run at a Super Bowl, over. I, I think you've got to be an over, right? You have over. to win 10 games. Yeah, you do. Minimum. If the Jets don't win 10 games this coming season. Minimum. That's a failure. You've got to win 10. Minimum. Because nine and eight. That does not guarantee no. you anything, especially not in the no. AFC with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Chargers and the, the, the Jaguars and, and the Bengals. I mean, that's five spots right there. And whatever the Ravens decide to do. Right, Ravens, <laughs> sure. I mean, that's six. Now you're playing for one spot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. They, double digits is the minimum that they yeah, can you've have. you got to win 10 games. Minimum. Mm-hmm. You, you, and that's not going to, and that's not may not do it. You need to win at least twelve. You might have to go, you know, twelve and five. It's not that, that's, it that, that's a high. That's a high command. I'm just whew. excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, Gordon, Aaron Rodgers. That's why you're getting him. You know, and and beside, what did I hear last year? And this is not from the Jets. This is from analysts. I'm still hearing it. Super Bowl defense, top five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me, show me, give me 11, 12 wins on this team. You should, you're going to win. The, you have to win the division, Gordon. 
With well, Aaron I mean, Rodgers? You would like to think that you're going to win the division. You're going to compete in the division. You beat the Bills without the, a real quarterback last year. So you exactly. like to think you're going to be competitive that way. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking back last year. In the AFC, the Dolphins got in at 9-8. At and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, But do you really want to rely on that? I, I, I think the, the, the bare minimum is you gotta you you gotta be able to win ten games. There's I don't no think question. that that's I don't think that that's an unfair standard to set. It isn't, not at all, not in the least. That's what you should expect. Once again, you're bringing in Aaron Rodgers with a better offensive cast than he had in Green Bay last year. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and a defense that is we we will being realistic will should be improved from last year. I'm not don't give me numbers, don't give me number five, all that stuff. I watched them the last month of the season. They weren't the same defense. So a, a defense that you should be improved on. You've got, you know, Sauce Gardner a year better. You've got uh, Quentin Williams. You gotta get some help up front to stop the run and do some things. All right. So you should be better. You should be better defensively. So with those metrics and, you know, with, with uh, you know, help on special teams, your your punt situation, you should have better field position for Aaron Rodgers to work with. So I'm I'm expecting a team that, that should at least win 10 games. Yeah. Minimum. And, and Minimum. remember, last year it was uh, their over-under was six. And we said, yep. yeah, they, ha- they have to. They have to win more than six games. So I think nine and a half, uh, yeah, they have to. And just to respond to the caller – uh, the analytics are not telling the Yankees that Aaron Hicks. Don't blame the analytics for that. The <laughs> analytics, they, the, the analytics knows Aaron Hicks stinks. Yeah. The only analytic that it involves Aaron Hicks is he still has three years left on his contract. That's the, the only register. reason why he's still here and still playing. Yeah, the cash register says he's got to play exactly somehow, sometime. Please play him sometime. I mean, going back to the Jets, Gordon, they won seven games before December hit. <laughs> They, they didn't win. They lost their last they, six. They were, they were riding high, Larry. They lost their last six. Yeah, it was a disaster. They won seven. So you mean to tell me Aaron Rodgers is not worth three more games? And they had and they had winnable games even without a quarterback. Yeah, they did. Even before they got to the six game losing streak, mm-hmm. they had winnable games without a, before losing quarterback. Robbie's in Massachusetts. What's up, Robbie? I'm falling asleep watching this guy. So I was just telling your producer, oh, my God. Can we can we send, like, Aaron Hicks off? I mean, can we, like, give him a Bobby Bonilla deal where we just pay him for the next three years? He's like, I can't take it anymore. Honestly, they have to put IKF in center field, too. Sit your best outfielder and judge. Oh, that's right. They're playing a day game tomorrow. Oh, I feel so bad for them. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, you know, why isn't Judge playing where he's proper position in right field? You got IKF in center field. I mean, I don't know, guys. I, I got to ask you, you know, it's a long season. But, I mean, can we – I mean, Jason Dominguez, I want to ask you guys about that, especially Gordon, I want to ask you because you're a Yankee fan. Jason Dominguez, will we see him this year? Oh, there's a shot. You know, every time I call you guys, it's always good luck. Something happens. Well, no, wild mm-hmm. expansion. But question for you. Um, do you see what do you think we'll see Jason Dominguez? First of all, that's my first question. I think it's an outside shot. I don't, I wouldn't have thought so going into the season, but he was so impressive in the spring that it would not. Right. If I had to bet, I'd say no, but I don't think it's. If he if I did see him, I wouldn't be shocked. 
But would you rather see Jason Dominguez come up and play, or would you rather see Aaron Hicks get two thirty from both? I mean, I love, Look, it. I love I, Robbie. I'd rather you play left yeah. field than see Aaron Hicks. Right. I mean, that's not really a fair comparison. <laughs> I don't know. There's not, you know, there's not a short like Jewish guys out there, Gordon. You know Trust me, I would ra- Robbie. I'd rather have an outfield filled with you than than that's, have Aaron Hicks out there another minute. I, I, I appreciate it because I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm so tired. And Aaron Boone drives me crazy. It's like can you just let Herman pitch. I mean, he wasn't that bad. Okay, he gives up two solo. I'm like, oh, got to pull him out now. Got to pull him out. You know, it's just, you know, it just, I can't stand the micromanaging. It's gonna, it goes on, on and on and on. Like, these guys have no feel for the game anymore, Corey. You know, like, years ago, man just had a little bit of a feel for his game. This guy is so by the book. I mean, it's like, I get so tired. Of <laughs> One of my buddies on the opposite side down the radio calls him a data applicator. Calls Aaron Boone a data applicator. Well, Robbie, that's how he got the job. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. That's how he got the job. Yeah, You had a guy who wasn't enamored with analytics. Of course, I mean, even though he was called Joey Looseleaf. Right. But nevertheless. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and Binder Joe. But but nevertheless, he didn't didn't live and die by the analytics. Boone does. And that's why he's here. You know? Um, So, you know, this is what you have. And here's the thing, Robbie. He's been successful doing it that way. Has, has he won a world championship? No, he has not. But they but don't look at it that way. They, they, they think look that last that year was a success. Exactly. exactly. It was. Because they got to the postseason and mm-hmm. went deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Successful season for them. They got to the American League Championship Series. Come on. I mean, a lot, a lot of people didn't do that. Right. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. When we return... Gordon, my eyebrow is raised on the Mets. I mentioned that earlier. I'm not alarmed, but I'm a little – I'm going, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like right now, the Mets have not scored again. This, this is now the 17th straight inning. They have not scored. Hmm. So the, some other things too, like Carlos Carrasco and his last outing and the, the velocities down and all the pitch clock violations yesterday. Hmm. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The role can evolve and change, and, you know, the biggest thing is I want him to be ready for every opportunity. From my standpoint, trying to put him in positions where I feel like he can impact us and be the most successful. So try and communicate ahead of time that, you know, he's in there or he's not, things like that. But I don't want to also tell him you're in a reserve role here because that's not the reality. I mean, the reality is, you know, our roster continues to, you know, evolve and change a little bit. We'll eventually get Harrison back and you lose a guy here and, and a role changes like that. So I try and communicate ahead of time as much as I can with what I'm thinking. And the role right now is, you know, just be ready to go. Aaron Boone on Aaron Hicks and the role he's got. Gordon, that sounds like to me that Aaron Boone is saying, you're not good enough to have a role. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, the guy's been terrible. He is terrible. Why does he have any Why is he playing back-to-back games? Oh, my uh, God. I, I don't know, man. A whole bunch of word salad for a guy who has not hit consistently. He's not been above an average player since 2018. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure of, of, of where it is in Yankee land, but that was five years ago to me. Yeah, it's true. It was. It was. It's ESP in New York tonight. Ty Butler in for us at the top of the hour. Right now, Zach is on the phone from New Jersey. New Jersey. What's up, Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? We're good. 
I just wanted to weigh in. I was listening to you guys talking about Aaron Hicks and uh, what Aaron Boone has been saying about him and how in that last clip he was saying he doesn't know what role he's playing, doesn't know if he's a reserve guy or whatever. And I just had a quick question. I want to get your guys' input on it. So if if you have Hicks in the field, right, you have him playing left, you have IKF playing center, and you got Judge or Stan, whoever's playing in right field, right, would you rather have IKF in the outfield or would you rather have Aaron Hicks playing there? I'll say IKF, even though he just missed the diving diving play. I mean, at least he's trying. Uh, You know, I kind of respect IKF in a way because the dude's never complained. Mm -hmm. You know, he's never never come out and said, oh, I don't know what my role is, even though he did what he was supposed to do last year primarily. I mean, that's in line with what the expectation should have been for him. Um, I mean, Aaron Hicks was a disaster in the outfield last year. He took a step back. and and going to your comment, too, with him, like, saying, like, oh, I want to start, I want to play. Like, you got to prove that, dude. You can't just sit here and say, oh, I want to start, I want to play, when you come out and you have an 0-3 game and you're getting booed by the crowd in game four of the season. Like, I just – I don't understand what his problem is. I just – I don't – I don't know what the Yankees are going to do with him. I think they either need to trade him away or – do something like you guys said. Just just try to get rid of him. Someone eat his contract or whatever. Well, it's going to be tough to do, Zach. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, who would want him? Trade him away for what? <laughs> I don't know. 33-year-old outfielder making $10 million a season who last year hit 216 and had a, pa- had, had a slugging percentage of 313 in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And it would be one thing. Okay, he's not hitting. And, but if he was feeling – his defense has dropped. Yeah. He was a better fielder a couple of years ago than what mm-hmm. he is now. I don't know if it's the injuries or what, but he, he's injuries. not the same field. He's no. not the same fielder he was. No. Otherwise, he'd be in center field instead of left. Right. He can't play center field anymore. He was the center fielder. He can't do it. And, and look, every player wants to play, but Aaron Hicks has been around long enough where he can answer that question and say, I want to play, but I realize I have to give the team a reason to play me. I have mm-hmm. not been good. It's, it's, like the, it's like the kid who goes to the teacher and complains about what his grades are rather than looking inward and saying, you know what, i got to study more for the tests. Mm-hmm. He's got to exactly. look inward and look at the man in the mirror and, and realize why he's not playing. And, and look, if you want to know why you're not playing, it's called BaseballReference.com. <laughs> look it up. Look up your name. You're on there. He's really struggled. Oh, my God. Why am I not is. playing? Why you're not playing? Why you don't have a role? What role would it be? Yeah. And, and thank God we have Donaldson, Hicks, and, uh, and Kiner Falefa all in the lineup at the same time tonight. <laughs> Whew, thank God. You want to see these games move? Watch this. <laughs> Automatic outs. Watch, watch the ninth inning when those three come up in a row, how fast it flies by. It is the bottom of the eighth. It is the top Whew. of the eighth already. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they, got, they got two hits. I feel like Bob Euchre in Major League. We got one hit, one stinking hit. I mean, you take out that two-run inning, this game might be over already. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. to. We'll get done in the show, and I get to go watch Aaron uh, Boone's uh, post game to tell oh. me the, the good at-bats that Donaldson had. I really thought he got a hold of one there in the seventh <laughs> and uh, when he hit into that double play. Yeah. How he feels, how he feels for uh, Hicks. Hicksy. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I mean, just the mistakes up and down the order here. You know, Domingo really had it. You know, he gave it all he had. He didn't pitch badly. A couple of bad breaks. A couple of bad pitches. Mm-hmm. He struck out eight. I really liked his his his, his 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 pitch shape tonight. I thought the pitch shape was good. Mm-hmm. You know, Glaber's doing well, hitting well. He is hitting well. He is hitting well. He's he's, he's doing he's, well. He's gotten off to a decent. Start. He, look, he's got one of the two hits tonight. Can't complain That's about it. him. No, he's done, he's done well. He's done. so. I guess day game tomorrow. Stanton will be sitting tomorrow. I, I don't know. I, 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 I worry to ask. I worry to – you know, the thing with Kiner Falefa as well is that Bader is the center fielder. So, right. uh, you know, you're shorthanded right now. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's trying to fill a role. Still, I, I kind of respect the guy in absolutely. some ways. Even though I don't think he's a good player, it's not really his fault because no. he, he did what he was supposed to do last year primarily. Yep. They brought him in to be a stopgap until the young kids came over. That right. was his job. And it's just unfortunate that – defensively, he let you down. Offensively, he gave you what he was going to give you. But defensively, he let you down to the point that he couldn't play in the postseason. See, that's an issue. And and they were the ones who told us all year, no, 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 he's one of the best defensive shortstops. Our metrics tell us he's one of the best. Well, your metrics were wrong because when push came to shove, you benched him. And he was never a great defensive shortstop. He was a great defensive third baseman. Right. He was never a great defensive shortstop, but they said, no, our evaluators have taken a look at it. And that's why when, when Aaron Boone is out there in the forefront telling you about how great Josh Donaldson is going to have this big bounce back year, it's kind of hard to take him seriously. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, in hindsight, they probably should have put IKF at third and made Donaldson the DH or something. They should have hung up the phone when the twins <laughs> called. That's what they should have done, Larry. They should have hung that phone up. Pr- prank caller, prank caller. Well, they knew it was the twins. I mean, everybody's oh, got caller ID. The, t- the twins he, he probably thought it was a prank it. when they called. Yeah, what, what What do you want to give us for Donaldson? What? Oh, you're going to take Donaldson off? Right? Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. It's like the the knit, the uh, Yankees wanted, you know, uh, the catcher off their hands. Right, Gary Sanchez. And Milwaukee, and uh, they wanted the third baseman off their hands. So it all worked out. Yeah, and the Twins got Gary Sanchez for a year, let him walk, didn't pay yeah. him, and the Yankees That's are right. still paying Josh Donaldson twenty. I think it's twenty seven million dollars. Well, he's going to be better this year. They they promised that, he's, that, that from the words of uh, Aaron Boone, right from the That's mouth it. of Aaron Boone. He, yeah, he's you know Boone. Boone knows. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's really good. Just just follow him doing football games during the during the K show on during the football season. Yeah, does a great I hope job. he hits at a better rate than uh, Josh Donaldson does. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll really be going broke. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We have a winner. Oh, okay. The rewatchable movie bracket. We started with 64. Mm -hmm. And the people have spoken. Yes. I think the people are wrong, but the people have spoken loudly, Larry. The 2023 rewatchable movie bracket winner is The Dark Knight. Wow. Took down The Godfather. You people should be ashamed of yourselves. And did so convincingly. 56 to 44. Ooh. So now The Dark Knight enters the uh, pantheon of rewatchable movie bracket winners along with Goodfellas. So the wow. next time we do this in uh, 2026, 2026 uh-huh. yes. uh, Dark Knight will not be eligible. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, so congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to the Dark Knight. All the people mm-hmm. were very upset that when it lost last time out, they gathered their forces. 
Almost 1,500 votes, Larry. Wow. Yeah. Strong numbers. Yeah, strong strong numbers. numbers. So thanks to all the people that voted. Not necessarily the ones that voted for The Dark Knight, but still, thank you to all the the (laughs) listeners. And uh, there's been some developments at Yankee Stadium. Hit the sounder there, Harvey. Aaron Hicks. A ground out to first. So he's now 0 for 3 on the night, Larry. Donaldson 0 for 3. Hicks 0 for 3. Isaiah Kiner Falefa 0 for 3. And the That's Yankees trail. Yeah, the Yankees trail the, the Phillies 4 nothing. Meanwhile, it's become like home run derby in Milwaukee, huh? Uh, Bernie Brewer is, is looking Whew. for somebody to help him out because he, he's seasick now. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a, a blood alcohol content of like 7 right now from going down that slide. I mean, home run after home run. Three-run shot, uh, which Riley gave up. Brian uh, Anderson. I thought it was Brady yeah. Anderson there for I a second. Brian really. Anderson is driven in six. Yeah. I mean, he had a solo. I, I mean, Scherzer gave up three straight home runs, solo shots, back to back to back. Not a good night for the Met pitching staff. And once again, not a good night for the Met offense. They never win in Milwaukee. I didn't realize they had such problems oh. winning in Milwaukee. They never, they've, like, they, what is it? Uh, they're gonna worse lose than 15, Atlanta. 15 of 18. <laughs> it's worse than Atlanta, and Atlanta's bad. <laughs> yes, we, we know that for a fact, yeah. 19 zip. Milwaukee has outscored the Mets in this series. 19 zip. Is there any one person right now? I know it's only, what is it, six games. Is there any one person where you're like, man, I would have thought, getting into the season that this guy would have would have been better. It's still early. Yeah, I know. But I just I was kind of hoping that either Lindor or Alonzo would come back. Mm-hmm. You know, with the little pop in the back. You know, all the things of well, we're going to be ready to go and we're, you know, this gets us in in midseason form and we're excited and everything. I mean, as of right now, Lindor's hitting 118 and Alonzo's hitting 143. He's not going to get it done. No, no. He's not going to get it done. And the offense really, I mean, if the Mets are a bat short, that means that there's more pressure on those two guys to kind of to carry the carry the day. And, and look, Lindor, he's been good. Yeah, yes. But when you got him, it seemed like, you know, we're getting one of the top five, one of the top ten players in the sport. He's going to. He's really going to show you all the different skills that he's got and is, is going to be center stage as one of the big stars in New York. And, mm-hmm. you know, for what he's getting paid, it doesn't really feel like it, it, it. It's certainly not a bargain. I can tell you that. No, hasn't happened. Has not happened yet. Maybe this is going to be. Now, he had a really good year last year. Good, yeah. Really yeah. good year. Really good year. Uh, set records for short for Met shortstops. Really good year. But not that. Wow. This, this is Francisco Lindor. Right. You you talk about he, he hasn't had his we talk about Yankee moments. He hasn't had his Met moment yet. I'm waiting for that Met, you know, postseason Met mm-hmm. moment that sure. takes it all. Oh, that's it. The signature thing. That's that's why we brought him here. That's why we brought him. Hasn't had that yet. Hasn't had that yet. Maybe this year. Maybe. Hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> Ten years, 340. Uh, you'd like I to know. think it's going to come here sooner or later. I know. And once again. Much like the Jets, this is a team that's expected to win the World Series. Absolutely. This year. Absolutely. Pressure's this year. on. Yep. When you have the highest payroll in the sport, and I would think that there's never been a greater discrepancy between one and two in terms of the overall payroll as the Mets this year. 
there's there's definite pressure to win a World Series this year. You age at the top of your rotation mm-hmm. and salary with the rest of the team. Absolutely. And a manager yeah. who is regarded as one of the top baseball guys in the game who's never won. All these, all these different things you throw into the pot, and they have to win this year. One ga- they win 101 games last year and go out early. It's, 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 it's not what you want. And it's it has not. a little bit of a reputation as a, like, almost like a Tibbs light in, in ways that the personality yeah. sometimes yep. can he does. wear on people. He does. He does. A little bit of buck goes a long way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Buddha. You know, I'm real quick, but I've got one thing with the Knicks, and I'll go on to this Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, the, the sad part for the Knicks, you know, is, is that with R.J. Barrett doesn't play well with Brunson in terms of, like, Brunson, where he occupies the points on the floor where, where R.J. Barrett is effective because he's not a, you know, he's not a long-distance shooter. And and Brunson, you know, he likes to drive. He's very strong, and he's good around the rim. So, I mean, you, who you want the ball in whose hands, his or R.J. Barrett? And then Barrett and Randall both got paid a little too early. So now you can't move either one of them. So, you know, that 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 ultimately is kind of like where I think a lot of the fans' frustration comes from. In terms, and and when Randall takes the brunt of it, like you guys said, RJ is skating through for some reason. I guess it's because he's been drafted, but he's been bad, yo. I mean, Quentin mm-hmm. Rhymes looks better than him. No that's, question. that's not a good look for him. No question. Um, but look, now with the Jets, you know, listen. I, I know people like to say, "Oh yeah, I like to be negative about the Jets," and say, it ain't really that. I'm just looking at this stuff, you know, like not as a fanboy, but like the holistic perspective, man. I mean. Now, you tell me one thing. The, the elephant in the room with the Jets, for me personally, is the head coach. Uh, like you guys said, they won seven games by December. I don't care who was playing quarterback. You had to win at least one or two of those games. You can't do seven, six games straight. I mean, come on. It was ridiculous. And, um, you know, the thing is with Rodgers is, look, if he didn't respect Matt LaFleur, you're going to tell him he's going to come here and respect Word Salah? I, I mean, I, I don't see that happening at all. You know, now supposedly the Niners are in on on a move for Rodgers, so you know the Jets are going to have to move fast. I, know I don't, happening. I don't but think that that's I mean. true at all. They, I don't you know, buy they, that they, for they, a single they, second. Yeah, they, they put that in there. You know that. Yeah, that, that's fake. I don't believe that either. Yeah, no. But you know, I don't know if that's going to force them to give up something that they don't want to give up, or if that's what that attempt is. But look, the Jets are going full AARP. You got Rodgers, <laughs> Dwayne Brown, OBG, OBJ, weak in the knees. I mean, come on. And then this thing is lining up, you know, to be a training day reboot. You know, you're going to have A-Rod as Lonzo. Zach Wilson is going to be Jake. I mean, you know, he's going to pass him some Oscar Waska or, or some Uchiwali, whatever you call it. Hey, Zach, I didn't know you liked it. I didn't know you liked wet. I mean, ask yourself this question. Really? You know, forget about, like, if it's your team or how bad we want a quarterback here or the Jets were just a quarterback away, which we all know that they were. There were other things wrong with the team. But let's just go on that premise that they were. I want you guys to go back in the history of the NFL maybe. I don't want to go back 30, 40 years. Give me in the last 10 years where the owner fired the entire offensive coaching staff and the next year that team went to a Super Bowl. I mean, this is danger zone time for um, Robert Sauer. Come on, man. You saw how he looked in those games, in those last games. Just go, If you want to have some laughs, if you want to have some laughs, and it was a bad broadcast all the way around, 
Just go back to that Amazon Prime game with the Jaguars. The rain falling on him. He you know, he looked he looked like he didn't even belong there. You were looking at Doug Peterson and you said, "Look, this is a coach." You were looking at Rob Salah and you said, "Look, this the equipment manager." And wow. I, I, I'm sorry, coaching makes a big deep difference in the NFL. And people don't want to admit it. Roger's skills have diminished a bit. I'm not saying he's one of the worst quarterbacks. He's still one of a top ten quarterback, but. That does not absolve the coaching staff from having responsibilities in terms of winning the game, not just making a game plan before the game, making adjustments in the game. And I cannot wait to see, sadly, when one of these guys runs the wrong route or a play gets sent in that Rodgers doesn't like. His body language is abusive towards head coaches. And let's just see how it all plays out because I'm telling you something. I would love you guys, especially you over here, Mr. Dolphins fan. There's a reason why you want this trade to go down so bad. You know where this is going. Not even Put the some Jets. Money on it. Can Put some this. money on it that the Jets are going to go to Super Bowl. You ain't doing that promo code, Gordon. I, I, look, I'll, I'll put I'll put money on over nine and a half. I, look, the Super Bowl is does seem a, a, a bit of a stretch, but over nine and a half when they get Rodgers, because not even the Jets can blow this. Uh, I, I'll I'll put some money down on that. But nine and a half. Let's say, listen. Let's say the Jets win ten games next year. Let's say mm-hmm. they win eleven. Okay. Let's say they win eleven. Uh, I'll give them. The, let's say they win eleven and they win the division, and okay. the Bills take a step back. Okay. They go to Wild Card Weekend, lose Wild Card Weekend, oh, no, or even win Wild Card Weekend and go to division around and lose. You gonna call all of this that took place was worth it? No, absolutely not. Got to win the Super Bowl. Got to win the Super Bowl. Got to get to the Super Bowl. Thanks, Buddha. Got to get to the Super Bowl. Because you don't know if you're going to have another crack at it. That's the only right. reason. That, I, I do think when, when you take a look at the landscape of all the guys that were available this offseason, I do think that Rodgers gives you the best. If your goal is we got to win a Super Bowl right now, I think Rodgers gives you the best chance to do that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what are the best odds it could possibly be? It's, it's, not, it's not 10%. It's not 50%. It's not, you know, it's less than, it's probably like 5% chance that you're going to get to it it's, it's a very narrow path to get to a super bowl i mean you got and in the afc the gauntlet you got to run you got to be scoring 30 plus points a game against the chiefs and the and the bengals and the and the yeah. chargers and the bills yeah. i mean that's a, that's a gauntlet no question the only thing i will say in salah's defense is in this scenario in that scenario he was bringing up lafleur was the head coach and calling the plays in this scenario, Hackett is calling the plays. Yes. So you're taking the coach out of it. You've taken Salah out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's not he, – Salah's, Salah's running the defense. Yep. That's all he's worried about. That's Hackett and Rodgers' offense. That's who's running the offense. If Listen, if he didn't veto some of the things that LaFleur did last season, right. he's not Definitely. vetoing anything <laughs> He's not even thinking about that. You he might as well he might as well be Gase on the sidelines when the offense is on the field. Looking at the his opposite. white yep. <laughs> Look at his white can, When the offense is on the field, he can go sit on the bench and with his whiteboard and his marker and he can start drawing things. For the defense. That's what yep. he can do. Absolutely. That that's the difference. That is the difference. More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Draft Hedden Hooker, quarterback, University of Tennessee, because I'm looking out for my friend Mike Greenberg, who's going to be a Jet fan in September of 2024. And as D. Wood had suggested as well, which is, look, Aaron Rodgers, we know it's a short-term marriage. Hopefully it all works out. But they got to also build for the future. And Hedden Hooker, to me, when it's all said and done, has unbelievable upside. And ideally, he, he sits a year behind Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback position goes from a weakness to a strength. So Mike Tannenbaum, <laughs> who indicated, Gordon, that that's what the Jets should do with their oh 13th my God. pick. Oh, my God. And uh, look, you weren't, uh, you, you weren't uh, fond of that choice. And here, here, this is the proof. You know, everybody always points, oh, you're a Dolphin fan, you're a Dolphin fan. As a Dolphin fan, I would love for the Jets to do that. That would be great because I think that that would be a disastrous move. To be drafting a quarterback. For for the first point, do you want Joe Douglas to be drafting another quarterback? Mm-mm. And 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 you'd have to say reaching to find a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. If you're picking 13th, you're you're kind of reaching there. Um, I wouldn't want that. Mm-mm. And then secondly, is that gonna get you off to the best starts with Aaron Rodgers? Nope. When you're draft, I mean, that's kind of what broke up that started him down the road of the breakup with with Green Bay was them drafting a quarterback. That's right. That, that, right. I think that's a terrible idea. And, no. and Larry, the whole time I've heard that, well, they can't trade the 13th pick. They need to get an offensive lineman. Yeah, they, they do. They got to draft a lineman at 13. They got to draft do. a lineman. They do. They do. <laughs> Desperately. Ter- uh, uh, that, look, we are all on uh, hot take alert. Sometimes that yes. was that. No, that's that. That is absolutely not what the Jets. I don't care what Becton. Becton could look like he Becton can come in him. at 300 pounds. Exactly. Yep. And look like Adonis. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting him. I went down that road. I got burned last year trusting him. He is, for right now, he is a backup for me until he proves he can play. And then I need depth behind him. And and look at the, you mentioned Dwayne Brown. You mentioned the, the age on that offensive line already. Mm-hmm. You need to fortify that offensive line. You will probably need uh, the one of the two second-round picks or both second-round picks to get to Aaron Rodgers. Then you do that. And then... I'm not saying that you may not ultimately need a quarterback, but to be honest, right now, you need a veteran backup quarterback. I don't want Zach Wilson to be a one play away from coming in the game. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You, you cannot be in a scenario next year where Zach Wilson is playing any significant minutes uh, nope. of games that you, you know, you've already locked it up and he play. Okay, fine. But anything more than that, you can't be doing that. No, not at all. Uh, not at all. That, that one makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And look, you, you, there is a good chance that you you might need a quarterback next year, right? We think yeah. that Rodgers will play one year, and, and who knows? Maybe he plays a, a second year, maybe not. Probably not. Uh, it, I think it would probably depend on how he plays this first year. But I, it, I would think it's at least 50-50, though, that he does. If, if it goes well, then you've drafted a quarterback who's going to be sitting an extra year. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. You will need a quarterback probably next year, but I'll mm-hmm. cross that bridge. I got more pressing things to to deal with right now to solve. Yeah, no question about it. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Lowry, Gordon, what makes the NCAA tournament so great, let's say before this started this college season and somebody came up to 1,000 people and said to you, you have to pick one of two teams to make the NCAA tournament. The two teams you have to pick between University 
of North Carolina to make the tournament or Fairleigh Dickinson University to make the tournament, the NCAA tournament? I would say out of those 1,000 people, all 1,000 people would have taken the University of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So as long as that can happen, and it did happen this year, the NCAA tournament, March Madness, will never lose. There's always going to be storylines. It's an amazing tournament. This storyline with UConn, I have to say, Larry Gordon, I've never seen a team so dominant that was so unheralded. This was not a dominant team during the regular season. They were a good team. They had their moments. But nobody thought that they would go through six games and average winning by 15 points. The game last night was never close. Even when San Diego – you never got close. San Diego State, never, you never thought that they could come nope. back and win the game. Never. No, never I not. mean, and this is not a dominant team. This isn't Georgetown in the old days or Kentucky or North Carolina with Phil Ford. Jesus, this wasn't any of those teams. This was a, a good UConn team, and they were dominant. So it was refreshing to see. One last thing, fellas. Did you see the Yankee game yesterday? Did you see the Cortez play? Oh, the, the play at third? Yes. Wait, he's backing up, backing up on the throw? the catcher by 20 feet high. Cortez backs up, catches the ball, and snaps, throws the ball to third. Gordon, I never saw a play like that. And... I thought it was fantastic. They didn't talk much about it. When they interviewed Booney after the game, he didn't mention it. I would have said, Booney, have you ever seen that play? And if you haven't, would you ask your father, who was a catcher in the major leagues for 20 years, if he'd ever seen a play like that? Fellas, i never seen anything like that in all my life. That was, um, it, was, look, it looked like they scripted it. He caught the ball on the fly and then snapped throw, through the ball at third. That was beautiful. I mean, that was perfectly unbelievable. Executed. Never yeah, seen that, executed. guys. Yep. Always a pleasure, fellas. Right. Thank Hi, you. Hi, Richard. Guys. Thanks for checking in. Yeah. Uh, it's over in the Bronx. Philly wins 4-1. Two hours and 45 minutes, Gordon. 2.45. That, that was a long game. The, uh, the, the Marlins game today went one hour and 57 minutes, Larry. Wow. I like that. Now, it was a one, it was a one nothing game. Mm-hmm. But, you that know, helps look, you. That's, that's okay. And once again, this game, this game would have been maybe 220, 225, if not for that long inning, mm-hmm. the extended inning where they where Philly got the two runs, they would have been out of it quick. And the Mets are, they're about done. <laughs> they're yeah, well, yeah, in the top it's, of the ninth. It's just about filling out some of the final final numbers. The, exactly. Uh, you the, know, uh, the two they started, was already written, and they started forty minutes, about half hour after the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they started half hour after the Yankees, and they're almost done. Well, do you think that when the Yankee game came down to it, it was uh, Yankees had uh, runners at first and second, mm-hmm. tying run at the plate and Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Donaldson pops up to end the game. Do you mm-hmm. think that Aaron Hicks said to himself, darn it, darn, I, I was one, one at bat away from, from making a difference? Or do you think he thought to himself, whew, thank God it didn't come down to me? Well, it wouldn't have come down to him because Boone would have pinch hit for him. Well, I'm just saying he was on deck <laughs> so he at the time. Have to worry about it. <laughs> right, but you know, he would have had a chance to, no, to maybe he, no. change it. So, Thank so goodness. The, no, I, if saying, I had a rule for the Yankees goodness. moving forward, Larry, it's yeah. that Donaldson Hicks and Isaiah Kinder Falefa can't all play in the same game. No, they can't. You can't have that holy trinity all in the same game because tonight they went 0 for ten. Only one strikeout though. Mm-hmm. 
But 0 for 10. No, not good enough. Gordon, my friend, we'll see you tomorrow. Be good on the radio. We'll follow the Knicks tomorrow night against as they play Indiana. It's going to be interesting. It will be. It will be tomorrow night, Larry. Look forward to it. All right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. In for Dan Grassa, uh, Harvey, Julian, thank you very much. Up next, Ty Butler in for us. Line him up for Ty, 1-800-919-3776. He's got a bunch of things to talk about. Probably he'll start off with the Yankees. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. He's going to pass him some Oscar Waska or, or some Uchiwali, whatever you call it. 